Maybe it knows you didn't do a sound check. There we go. <laughs> I don't know if that's it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to another edition of Escape from SideQuest. I'm Joe Dubs. Oh, and I'm Andy. <laughs> I finally hit the record button. <laughs> I don't, mash that record button. I don't know, it was weird because I was hitting it and it, it was like, start recording. I'm like, no, no, start recording now. <laughs> were, you, were you touching the button on your computer screen? Because you got to use the mouse, I think. Yeah, I think that was the problem. I didn't. I was touching the monitor. <laughs> so we are doing video games this week since we did big trouble podcast and uh andy what the hell you been playing let's talk about what you've been playing first because apparently it's not going to take very long yeah so uh wwe 2k19 came out and i bought it on the pc i bought the deluxe edition so i have all the characters unlocked i have the season pass and um so i could you know mess around with that game i love creating wrestlers and apparently it's bringing back the fun again of uh do you remember the old smackdown versus uh raw with the road to wrestlemania stuff yeah uh they kind of are doing that but with their own spin where your career mode is you start from the indies and you're trying to get into NXT and then eventually the main roster and then uh, WrestleMania. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And there's voiceovers in there, so there's people doing voice acting. It's pretty funny. When you start in the indies, is it like legit um, independent wrestling outfits or is it a, a made-up game? It's a made-up uh, BC- it's, it's BCW, and uh, what's great about it is... Uh, there's gymnasiums, uh, arenas. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you go to Mexico City and uh, you fight outdoors. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think what else I played. I mean, I, I, if this is worth mentioning, like for the thousandth time, I played NHL 18, finished my franchise mode. Uh, I think my season was. 78, 4, and 2. And then I won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> so you've been playing a bunch of stuff that comes out here. Yep. The, the new stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, have, I haven't... Tried... What's up? They're, uh, one of my friends posted something about that, that new WWE game. I guess there's like a Ric Flair Collector's Edition. Is that right? Yeah, it is a Woo Edition. You get like a Funko Pop, uh, I believe a signed card. There's so much shit, and I think it was like $150 or something. Well, that sounds awesome, because we're clerk kids' ass. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> um, what have you been playing, Andy? It looks like a shitload than what I've been playing. Yeah, I've been, I've been more in a game mood. I think I said this when we last did... Uh, Escape from SideQuest. I've been more in a game mood lately than movies and stuff. Um, <clears throat> I finally beat Legend of Zelda, which was cool. And I'm pretty sure, it depends on if you count um, Adventure of Link, the second NES game. If you count it as a mainline, like, primary Zelda game, I think most people do, unfortunately. Then it's the last one I need to beat. But then otherwise, I've beat every 
main series installment of Zelda. But I guess some people count Oracle of Ages and Seasons, which I haven't been beat yet. And then there's some spinoffs that I haven't beat. I haven't beat all the DS games, for instance. But I beat Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, uh, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, um, Breath of the Wild. And then I've also beat uh, Majora's Mask and uh, Link's Awakening and a couple of things. But I need to beat Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is awesome. Did you get it for 3DS? Yeah, I I got half, halfway and then I sold my 3DS because I needed money. <laughs> oh my god, disgusting! That's gross. <laughs> well, maybe they'll make it available on the Switch or something. I doubt it. We'll see what happens. I'm sure I'll probably get a 2DS because there's some 3DS games I want to play. You totally should, and they are super affordable now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I also played a ton of other stuff. Uh, Fist of the North Star of Lost Paradise came out. It's hilarious. Oh my god, that game's so fucking great. I, I laugh every time I kill a guy because it'll be like, uh, oh, the thousand fist punch and, you know, um, uh, uh, hidden hidden pressure point, something, something. And then they, like, explode and die. And, <laughs> yeah. And, oh my god, it's hilarious. And, like, all the, like, mini games are hilarious. I mean, it's it's made by the people who made Yakuza. So it was already going to be great, but Fist of the North Star fits into that glove so well. A game is super fun. Um, played some more Splatoon 2, of course. I think you did too. Didn't you? I don't know. Yeah, I played, um, I played with your friend. It was, that, yeah, was, that was good, good fucking rounds we did. Yeah. And then I played some smaller stuff. Um, a friend and I played River City Ransom on the, the Nintendo, um, Nintendo Entertainment System app thing. The game was a ton of fun. We played Marvel vs. Capcom 2 because he'd never played it before. Played really? Star Allies. What's that? Was it really? I figured yeah, everybody played Mar- Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That's what I thought. He was like vaguely familiar with it, but it? he was like, I, I've never actually played it, so I, I didn't even ask. I just kind of... Like it was it into out. the arcades. Like you had a, at least seen it once. In yeah, the... I mean, I know for a fact he's seen it. I've been at an arcade with him that had that game, so... He has witnessed it, but he's never played it. I, that that drove me crazy. But <laughs> I'm gonna take you for a He bought Kirby Star Allies, and that game's a lot of fun. But it's still a Kirby game. I love Kirby games so much because there's like a hundred of them. But I don't know. It's fun. I mean, it's definitely you know if I owned it, I would be happy to own it. But oh, something about it just I I just kept thinking about playing other games. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Kirby, uh, Kirby Star Allies is really easy. Like, pretty much a toddler can play the game. Because the boss... As far as we have gotten, yeah. I mean, that that's moral. I mean, there's still, like, there was a couple secret paths that took you to, like, extra stuff. And a toddler wouldn't be able to do that, obviously. You have to, like, have a brain and, and use, oh, I gotta use the yo-yo. The fire ability, and I can use fire and light this wick. And yeah, th- there is some clever stuff in it. But as far as like fighting enemies goes, you just kind of attack, 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 attack. Move to the right, attack. Move to the right, attack. Mm-hmm. It's it's real pretty though. It's well designed. Um, it's a lot of fun with friends. I'm waiting. I, I'm waiting. Good, but it's just so easy. 
I'm waiting for it to go down in price pretty much before I get it. Since I have a friend that has it, I'm just going to try to play it whenever we hang out and then I'll grab to get it. Nice. Um, I also played War Gods, an awful, awful fighter on the I was going to say, what the fuck is War Gods? I've never heard of that game before. It was a fighting game on the Nintendo 64. I think Midway developed it. Maybe? I don't know. And at the time, they were making all so people are like, oh man, this game will probably kick ass. And the plot is like, they're, you know, the, the, they're the gods and they're fighting like Anubis as a character. And I can't remember the other characters, but they're all like lame. Mm-hmm. One of them is like a weird Japanese kabuki man. I don't know, there's a bunch of chicks with big tits in it. And it's awful. Oh my God, the game plays like garbage. But I bought it recently for $2.50 because. I remember seeing ads for it in Nintendo Power when I was a kid, and for some reason, it, it's always been in the back of my head. So I found it somewhere. The guy had five dollars marked on it, but he was doing fifty percent off everything. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get this game and see if it was actually any good. Because you know, sometimes critics don't like something, but you do. This isn't one of those times. This game. <laughs> yeah, and what's funny is like, I'm big for like liking games that are just terrible. Like I like terminator salvation on the ps3 i i don't know what it was it just maybe because it was a quick uh game achievement <laughs> for the xbox 360 but sometimes you just need a bad game here and there that will have yep. will make you know have fun and shit i'm surprised you didn't get Mega Man 11 i was thinking about it i almost have several times i saw the amiibo edition was restocked at like or something and i had the screen brought up and i was about to like click order this but i talked about I, I i can't be buying a whole bunch more i still got so many games to play you know fist of the north star just came last week or this week well last week it's yeah i just got that game so maybe i should play it first and then i'm gonna get dark souls here in like a week for the switch so oh yeah i forgot dark souls is coming out so I, I had to I had to stop myself. Game looks good though. I watched some gameplay. My friend got Mario Party and said it's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good stuff about it too. That's another one I was hoping. That same friend that got Kirby, I'm gonna try to talk him because he he's the one who has people over to parties and stuff all the time. So. Mhm. Yeah, the only thing I heard bad about it is like the online for Mario Party is not that great. <laughs> Mario Party Online has never been as fun as anyway, but I don't know. That's Nintendo for you. They just well, kind of get it. it it's more of a like a, a, a online service issue, and it kind of scares me because now like they're getting money, so the server should be a little better than usual. Not like the greatest since you're paying twenty dollars, but you know. Well, Splatoon still functions as it's supposed to, as does like Mario Tennis and a few other things. So I'll give them the benefit of it out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else, or is uh, any any other games on the top of your head that you want to throw in there? I guarantee I played something. Forgetting about. <laughs> I forgot about it. So. I wish I had a game. Uh, it, a gaming week like you did. Unfortunately, it was just WWE 2K19. Most of them I didn't play for two. The only ones I sunk real time into was Zelda and uh, Fist of the North Star. And, and Splatoon 2. We played it for like, what, two hours maybe? 
Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some news. Um, so this week, or or last week, I think, uh, Sony finally conceded into doing cross-platform. They, I think they made a trailer for it. Yeah, they, they, they tried to play it up like, oh, look how exciting this is. And everyone rolled their eyes and was like, yeah, fucking finally. Mm-hmm. People have been hounding them about it for, I mean, really for years, but it has just really picked up steam since the whole Fortnite bullshit. And, and then a few other developers saying, look, we're trying to do cross-platform play, but Sony hates it. I heard in, uh, I think, August or September that somebody uh, in Sony accidentally hit the switch and pretty much uh, there was cross-platform for like a good two days. For That's so stupid. It's that easy. That's all they had to do. That's so frustrating. It's... I, the console wars are done, pretty much. I mean... There's, I mean, they're still competing on a business level, sure. But. Yeah. But there's no need to be like, hey, you know, we have Fortnite on here. We don't want you going to play with these other console or, or PC people. Like, this should be the future, man. Like, you shouldn't lock your audience into being like, hey, you got to make new friends now to play Fortnite with your buddy. Because, you know, he obviously bought, like, a PC or a Switch or something like that. It should never be like that. Like, Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox, they should be worrying about their exclusives. Uh, obviously, you can't have an, a Sony exclusive be on a Switch exclusive. Uh, so, like, third-party games should be cross-platform for all systems. As long as the developer wants to be. And obviously, it's, it's still going to come down to... The developer still has to make that into their game. Like, for instance, after it was confirmed, someone was talking to Bethesda about it, and they said, oh, Fallout 76 won't be cross-platform playing because we didn't realize it was an option. We didn't build it into the game. So developers still have to do it, mm-hmm. but at least now they can. So I'm sure we'll see it with, like, um, you know, Fortnite, obviously, and and uh, some of the smaller games and... Uh, Damn, what's the name of that game? One where you're an RC car and you play soccer. Probably that one. Rocket League. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty cool if, like, Call of Duty and, like, those AAA games are like that. But obviously, you're going to have, like, Fortnite and Rocket League and probably another (laughs) Battle Royale game in the future that will be cross-platform. It just finally, man, like, and everybody saw through the bullshit of Sony, where Sony's like, well, there's a lot of steps we need to do. It's like, no, you don't. Just flip the switch. <laughs> yeah. And the developers are doing all the heavy lifting. Sony didn't really have to do much. Mm-hmm. It, they were just childish. And it, it's, it's finally good to see a corporation take a knee on this. Be like, all right, you know, we'll will bend to you guys like this is the right thing to do instead well it's what the consumers wanted and the consumers are why a business exists that's how they get their money i, I just don't understand why it took so long to do this i remember in the 90s kind of thinking about oh i've got mortal kombat 2 on the genesis and my friend has it on the snes it'd be cool if we could you know play it like against each other or whatever and especially after online play became a thing we both own this game shouldn't we be able to just play it together and 
honestly, if, if you'd have asked me way back, like we'll say when the 360 was out and the PS3 and the Wii were coming out, if you'd asked me how long I thought it was going to take for cross-platform play, I'd have said like two or three years. I thought we'd have had it by the end of that conversation, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Very long time. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Andy, looks like you found some more news about the Telltale thing. I guess. I don't know if you want to even talk about this again. And I only barely did, but everyone else is still talking about it. Like, you know, in the in the gaming press and Reddits. But Telltale originally said, oh, we laid off everyone except people who were working on, like, one more game. And it was like, a skeleton crew was working on it. Well, they fired them too. So <laughs> Telltale now has no one working for them. and They're going to dissolve the company and they have uh, got another game studio to finish work on Walking Dead the final season. And I had it somewhere. So I think I closed it. Some other studio is going to finish that game because uh, they couldn't be bothered. And also they're getting sued by all their employees for not giving two weeks because in the state where they were employed, you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Skybound is the. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, pretty much they bought the rights to it, and then they're just gonna finish it up, which is good because uh, there was a big thing on Twitter, and obviously when things are on Twitter, there's a lot of fucking people yelling and shit, and there was a group of people, the consumers, were like, "I paid twenty dollars for the game, or I played full price, thinking that I was gonna get a full, uh, full game." Yeah. Or like I want a refund, or you finish the game, which is, which is true. Like when you buy something, you're entitled to get uh, everything. Absolutely. And, um, and then you had the uh, other people who were like, "Oh, they just lost their jobs." Yeah, I get that, I'm, and I'm really sorry about that. But when you have a product that you're selling, it's not, it's not the people who lost their jobs that you're holding accountable. It's people who took their jobs that you're holding accountable. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want what I paid for. I mean, I didn't pay for it. The hypothetical I once like I paid for. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so, so like, the whole thing on Twitter, I fucking hate social media now. Like, it, I'm really to the point of just being like, I'm done with Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> I actually recently started using Twitter where I never really have. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not tweeting. But instead of wasting time on Facebook, I do it now just because it's a different atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. And Reddit. Reddit's the only one that I actually don't hate. Reddit's a whole b- different ball game. I think Reddit is more... You have people that yell at each other, but it, it gets regulated pretty well than Twitter. And it's, and it's super easy to avoid, whereas in Twitter and Facebook, you, you've got to scroll past the garbage to get to anything. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah, so you have people, like, yelling, like, hey, you know, they just lost their jobs, you know, have some humanity. And it's like, yeah, cool, but, you know, I bought this game, so either you give me a refund, or you make the game. <laughs> yeah, or you do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, like, Telltale uh, is getting sued because they did a bad business practice practice or something like that where they laid off people on short notice yep so they got that thing going on and uh, there was a skeleton crew that was working on a netflix uh thing called uh the minecraft 
series, pretty much. I didn't know that. Yeah, and this is kind of stemming off on my Netflix story now, so I'll, I'll go oh, into I that. Yeah, segue. Yep, segue. So Netflix is doing this like Minecraft series, uh, and they're also creating a game. Like they hired Telltale to do it, so I think the Skeleton Crew is under Netflix now doing that. And it kind of brings a uh, an interesting point. Imagine watching a TV series, and when the TV series is over, like you get to play a game to hold off until <laughs> the next season comes out. Could you imagine if Netflix stuck with that and like became a game developer? Well, apparently, black. Do you know the show Black Mirror? Yes. Apparently, they're putting like a little mini game within their series where you choose your adventure. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so like you choose what happens kind of next pretty much in the in the TV show, which I'm kind of skeptical in it, in a way because you're you're creating like multiple scenes and it's not be, uh, I don't know how to put this. It, it it could be written well where they pretty much write every outcome that the viewer chooses and it could turn out really bad in a way yeah totally i, I mean it, it's like that with anything did you ever play the stanley parable yes yeah that that's how i would imagine the, the structure wise that's how i would imagine something like that could work out i love the stanley parable that game's excellent mm -hmm. this is weird this i was just reading um was it this morning maybe i don't know i was just reading recently about, I guess Amazon has a game development studio, which I kind of vaguely remember about, but I guess some of their knowledge got leaked, and it's called, like, New World. I think it takes place in um, Mesoamerica or something like that, and you're a Spaniard. Or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. But it's interesting that these huge, you know, corporations, or, yeah, Amazon's a corporation, or, or Netflix, a company and stuff, are making gaming a side thing. Because, I mean, you can't ignore much money to make. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because I would love to have, you know, during Stranger Things, like after the season's over, to have like a, in a sense, a telltale game to hold me off until the next season of Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of movies and stuff that are doing like a tie-in VR experience now. And that, t uh, that um, no, that's, that's a movie. The Nun, uh, The Meg, uh, a few other things recently. Recent movies have had like short VR experiences to, to like get you hyped for the movie and stuff. They should just take that to its next logical step. But I mean, if you you take a couple side steps and they're bad, you've got you know the early '90s where every movie had to have Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo tie-in, and they were all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I was one of those people that were like, oh, cool, look at this RoboCop game. <laughs> uh, there are no good RoboCop games. That's so frustrating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you I mean, know. yeah, I'm right there with you. RoboCop kicks ass. I want a good RoboCop game. Yeah, that, actually, that would be pretty good in this uh, era of gaming. I think somebody needs to get on that. <laughs> um, One last thing I wanted to say. I I hope in a way that Netflix maybe hires these uh, people that got laid off so that we can have more games. <laughs> Not more games, but games on Netflix. 
that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, moving on to Sega. We got what's going on with Sega, Andy? Uh, this interested me for some reason. Like, there's a obviously we're talking about the PlayStation Classic Mini, whatever they want to call it, recently. And uh, before that, Sega at a big, a big like uh, the equivalent of a Nintendo Direct, but with Sega. They they did from Japan. They announced the Genesis Mini, which is basically the Genesis Classic. It's just a tiny little Sega Genesis. Gonna have much games into it. They were developing it. Well, they weren't. At Games was. They're a company that makes a lot of small, kitschy video game plug and play bullshit. And I guess Sega was unqualified with their, unsatisfied with their work to speak, and fired them pretty much. They said, oh, You're not doing this anymore. You suck. We're going to do it ourselves. And they brought it in house. So technically, Sega is developing video game hardware for the first time in like more than a decade, which is kind of cool. <laughs> you know what would be really cool is they create this Genesis Mini and they have like a little cartridge thing so that you can put uh, cartridge games in there. Like you get like the 20 built in, but then you could put games on in the console pretty much, like the cartridge. That would be super cool. I'd love to see them do something. Like- yeah. Because I just first of all, I want to see him just make it a decent product, like them and Sony both. And I say this having never bought an NES Classic or a SNES Classic. I've seen them in stores and thought, oh, I can own that one, but I guess I won't. And I, I don't know why I'm so interested in these things. I think part of it is just you know it's it's interesting from like a games business standpoint. But it's also interesting to me uh, if it could drive down the price of retro games. That would be one. Mm-hmm. I just, the, my thing is when I, and I've said it before, like when I want an old system, I want the access to have all the games. Not not meaning built into the game, but just just enough for me to be like, hey, I want to go get this game. I'm gonna go on eBay, buy it, and play it on the the system. Now having like these built-in like greatest hits stuff, and you you doing like sixty to a hundred dollars, it's like it's worth it for me just to go on eBay, buy the system for like thirty or forty dollars, and maybe you know even though the games might be a little more expensive because they're rarity and all that stuff, um, I think it would benefit me to buy the old system than buy a, a plastic thing. That is gonna play only twenty games. Yeah, this is more or less the business model that uh, whatever the name of the company was that developed the Neo Geo X. This is what they wanted to do. The Neo Geo X was basically a Neo Geo. Um, I think it did the cartridge and the CD games, so the AES and the whatever. I get confused with Neo Geo consoles sometimes, but the X. Was it was the same form factor as the classic console. It even came with a huge joystick controller on the classic console, but inside was a little handheld that you had just plugged in, so you can play the games on the go or plug them into the TV. But it had an SD card slot, and they sold later expansions, and you plugged it in and it updated it and it added all the new games. And they said, "Oh, we're going to keep doing this." And really, uh, it's not perfect. The, the screen on the handheld is a little underutilized. The UI is weird when you're selecting games. You have to like skip from launch games to uh, the expansion. It's strange. 
But it was a great idea, and a lot of people were really excited buying, uh, like buying a Sega Genesis. Ain't no big deal. It's what, like thirty to fifty bucks or something, depending on the model and what it comes with and stuff. Buying a Neo Geo used is like fucking six to eight hundred dollars. Completely impossible. Neo Geo X was like two fifty or something, mm-hmm. and it was a great idea. And I, I have one. I like it a lot, and I have all the games. I got the first wave of expansions, but then. The people who own the rights to Neo Geo revoked it, and at the time, no one knew why. This was a couple years ago, but since then, they've released this. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, it's like a tiny little arcade machine, and it's the same principle as the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. You can plug it into the TV and play the games, and you can buy little controllers for it. Um, that kind of pisses me off because they took what I wanted, what you're describing. And turned it into the, the the classic idea, which is not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Plus, apparently, the thing isn't even that great. The screen on the arcade thing—it's a cool idea, but it's too small. And the controllers don't have micro switches; they aren't clicky like classic Neo Geo controllers. Anyone who's used a Neo Geo controller immediately talk about it. But no, they they replaced it, and it's like an analog stick or any other controller, which sucks. Well, but that? someone tried this, and it was a good idea, and it sucks because they took a step backwards. You know, we've got. And these are the main reasons why, like, ROM sites are getting fucking closed down. <laughs> it's because they're making all these stupid classic systems. Yeah, companies are making this stuff. Nintendo's making the SNES and the, the NES classics. Sega's working on the Genesis Mini. So working on the PlayStation, whatever they decided to call it, I can't remember. Um, whoever owns Neo Geo. The, the losers that own Neo Geo, the SNK is a company, are putting out that that Neo Geo arcade thing. It's either out or it comes out like this week or next week. It's really sick because I saw the first wave of reviews for it. And they're like, eh? Mm-hmm. All these companies are trying to make money on their old games and they don't want people getting them free. But what they don't realize is that it's not just your games on This is like an archival resource and there's a ton of stuff on there that it's like abandonware or super rare games like a stuff that you couldn't get domestically or different builds of games and it's interesting to see from like i'm interested in game development standpoint we talked about this when it happened the, the the funny part is like this concept is not new like you when you went to like when you go to walmart or target like you you see those like atari uh things that you hook up to the tv i believe there was a genesis one too oh uh, yeah there's a bunch of genesis one we we We've had them before where I work. We're at a drugstore. I have one of the Atari ones too. It works fine. It works great. I, I, those are a good idea because I did. I never. I collect a lot of classic games, but I never wanted an Atari like that. But you buy one of those and bam, you've got all the all the good games. And it was like a hundred games. It's not, yeah. It's not like a twenty or a five or a ten, and and they cost around like twenty to thirty dollars. <laughs> Yeah, you can get them pretty cheap. There's a ColecoVision ones and Television ones, Atari, all kinds of cool stuff. I think there's a new, new-ish Commodore one. And there's a ZX Spectrum one. Yep. So Nintendo and uh, PlayStation were in, and Genesis, uh, or I mean Sega, were like, oh, let's get in on this bandwagon, but like fucking make them a lot of money off of it. <laughs> in their defense, the UI and the emulation is leagues better and obviously a lot harder i mean emulating an atari game is child's play from what i understand but emulating a super nintendo game is a little more 
intricate, especially when it's got like multi-level music, like something like Final Fantasy three does. I can't remember which Final Fantasy. I think it's three is on the Super. Mm -hmm. So obviously they had to put a lot more work into it, but still, it's really hard to look at. Oh, I can buy an Atari Classic, get a hundred games, and the thing is like, I'm gonna fifty dollars. I think I don't know how expensive. Or I can spend $80 and get 20 games for the Super Nintendo class. But uh, the system's smaller. It's got HDMI, whereas the UI is a lot better. Emulation's better. Um, I don't know. It's, I guess it's got to suit, suit you. And the PlayStation 1's going to be $100. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Microsoft to come out with their own version now. The original <laughs> Xbox. It, it's come to that point. <laughs> Hey, I don't that that's another you gotta get through a couple more generations because the PlayStation is coming out and there's already rumors and war and patents filed for the Nintendo sixty. So that's that generation alongside the Saturn. And then the generation after that we can start thinking about Xbox Classic. Yeah, because then you gotta get into GameCube territory. <laughs> Honestly, the way the Xboxes infrastructure is they'd be better off to just make make it a game i think i think they more or less do on the xbox one you can play a ton of stuff there including also 360 stuff of course but they could probably just do like a pc release that had like 50 xbox games on it mm -hmm. a little segue into that a little bit um i didn't put it on the dock but playstation they did some patent uh patenting and like copyrights and all that stuff for like backwards compatibility and people are thinking that playstation 5 is going to be backwards combat i so, saw that too but i'm extremely pessimistic yeah because i think they always do this every console just so that they could have it and sometimes they never do it if they do backwards compatibility if the playstation 5 the hypothetical playstation 5 was backwards compatible with playstation 4 and had like the pro like stuff built in i think i could buy it like right around launch i think i could do that and not feel bad about it if it doesn't have backwards compatibility i'm gonna do what i always do and wait except for the switch i bought it at launch because i'm a huge chump <laughs> and nintendo's awesome yeah I play that all right final thing on the show um i'm like adding in new stuff here and there uh Still working on the the segment. I'm gonna call it question of the cast, question of the, the week, whatever. Uh, Andy, when you play uh, single player st uh, story games, uh, are you a completionist where you have to do a hundred percent, get everything in there, and do everything in there, or do you just beat the story and that's it? Well, like three years ago, I was a big time completionist. I would have to do every side quest all the extra nonsense but something clicked in me it was really last year when this started happening now i just kind of want to complete the game and if a side quest interests me i'll do it uh, yakuza kiwami was a really good example of this because a lot of the side quests are genuinely interesting and i wanted to do them but some of them were boring they they were like um this guy's having trouble with a debtor uh, a debitor go beat him up and it was like, I, this, this stuff's boring, I don't care about that. But then the interesting side quest, I did those. 
So now when I play games, I really just run through it. And if I get distracted by a side quest, I'll do it. But I'm not, I'm not by any means a completionist. And I really used to be. I, I think it just it comes out of I'm, I'm an adult. I've got adult stuff to do. I have to pay my adult bills and go to the adult store and get my adult groceries. So I don't have time to play as many games now. So I'm trying to squeeze games. Well, I think that's why I like Nintendo games a little bit more is because they don't put you in this world where they're like, hey, there's a million stuff to do. When you're in a like, Nintendo game like Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey, is you have your main story. Um, there might be some side quests here and there, but they're really, really quickly, uh, really quick uh, side quests. Not well, to- I, I don't know. I think I, I, I kind of disagree, and I'll tell you why. Um, just because Breath of the Wild doesn't have an Elder Scrolls style quest log, every time you talk to someone, it adds to your quest. I, I talked to this farmer, and she's her cow is missing, and I'm trying to find her cow, but Goblin stole it. Just because it doesn't do that doesn't mean there's a bunch of side questy bullshit in Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is all side questy bullshit because technically all you have to do is complete the tutorial stuff and then kill Ganon at some point. But they tell you, hey, if you do things which are essentially side quests, you'll get more powerful. You got to go to the four shrines or the four dungeons. You got to go to 120 shrines. You got to do. You got to get more powerful. You got to get more powerful weapons. You got to get bombs. You got to get a blowjob. You got to go get a horse. You got to do everything. That's all, technically, that's, that's the same thing. Like, when you're running around Hyrule and you say, oh, I'm going to climb that mountain. Oh, look, there's a glowing elk up here. That, that's a, you're in a side quest. Just because it didn't put it in a quest log, you're side questing, I think. And uh, same thing with Mario Odyssey. When you're running around the worlds in Mario Odyssey, if you don't get distracted 37 times between you and the moon, I, I don't know, your eyesight's broken. That's because the game's very distracting. Yeah, but it, it, it all led to something. Like, there are games where you do a side quest, like GTA 4, and it's like, oh, take your girlfriend for a bowling game. And I'm just like, what? So the goal is to bang your girlfriend? Which I guess is a thing, since it's a Rockstar game. But And then you have something like Spider-Man, where you're just, you know, you're chasing birds, and you're... Yeah. Uh, helping the environment which i guess could be an achievement i guess but it's not helping you i guess i guess that's the conversation then is um side quests in service to the main goal there's a lot to be said for why would the character be doing this i guess because like you said in grand theft auto 4 how does taking your brother bowling help you find the guy that betrayed you in serbia at the end of the game? you know stuff like that Mm-hmm. Whereas in Breath of the Wild, it, there's a clear reason I want to go to one of the divine beasts and defeat the corruption in it and get more powerful from one of the guardians. Like there's a clear, it's in service to the main story. Link would obviously do this. This is something Link would be motivated to do. Whereas in, um, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is still like one of the best examples. There's a lot of stuff you can see yourself doing that. I don't, why is the main character doing this? I don't understand this. Well, in GTA Five, uh, they stepped up because GTA Four, they were like, "Oh my God, there's so much shit in here!" Like, I didn't want to do, and it got boring really quickly. Yeah. In GTA Five, it it kept you interested, like, "Oh shit, we're doing a heist! What the fuck? 
oh, you know, we're doing this. We're in, you know, pretty much a trailer park trash area with biker gangs. Like, there was always stuff going on that made sense to the character. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how they, they got to have their cake, too, because they still had a bunch of horse shit in it. But now they have three distinct main characters, and each of those main characters would do one of these things. One of them's a drug-addled fucking redneck. One of them is like a retiree, savvy business criminal guy. Mm-hmm. And then one of them's like an up-and-coming, trying to, you know, not really a gangster, but he's he's doing some shady stuff to get by. You know? Yeah. And I'm hoping, like, Red Dead 2, like, everything's going to be great about that game. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I have high expectations for it. Like, they, they were posting stuff on Facebook the other day that was just, like, there are, like, 15 different kinds of fish you can catch. Like, just little, little pieces of detail to it. And that is something I assume you can see yourself doing because you're in tier. You gotta get some. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I saw that there's heist mode in Red Dead that they're going to be doing. Where you rob banks and shit, so. I want to rob a train. That's awesome. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> um, me on the other hand, uh, I am not a completionist. I think, um, the closest thing to a completionist I did was Spider Man. Uh, God of War, I guess, where I pretty much did all the side quests and tried to collect all the items and stuff. Um. I've never been that way because I've been very, very story driven to the point where I'm just like, I just want to know what the story is. And if there is multiple endings, I'll do all the multiple endings. But yeah. that, that as far as I can go. I always want to see multiple endings because I feel like they're part of the story, even though they're all technically different ends to the same story. But I feel like the developers worked on this. I kind of wanted to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of like it, completionist kind of pissed me off too because it's like where do they get all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I like I like to watch once in a while the completionist the the series the YouTube Gerard uh, whatever the guy's name is Khalil maybe uh, that series is awesome but I'm always thinking he does this like once a week where's he finding time to fucking do this and still every once in a while on like Facebook he'll scream oh I'm just playing uh, Hyrule Warriors just because like oh my god are there three of you why are you doing but you know when you do it for a living mm-hmm. or you know he could hire somebody that you don't know ghost gamers you get it like ghost writers also it's October <laughs> <laughs> You playing any horror games uh, for October? Uh, I think so. I think I'm going to try to play Terminus and uh, Resident Evil 7 in my VR headset if I don't get too scared. <laughs> it's pretty scary. I know. I played it a little. I got pretty spooked. Mm-hmm. Especially when the fucking guy comes out of the wall. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a story guy. Always have been. Um, I'm getting there. I, I'm I'm there with, but it, it just takes the right game, I guess. I mean, I play a lot of games that don't have story too. I suck. I always fucking story. If it, if it's fun to do, I'll I'll try to com- be a completionist. But if it's like to the point where it's a chore, I'll be like, I don't have the time for this, and the side quests are boring, and then I just kind of go, I'm just gonna go main story, and uh. 
I don't think Red Dead's gonna do that. I think Red Dead's gonna. I'm gonna be playing pretty much everything. Yeah, I, I get that impression too. If it if it's all, it's gotta be one of two things: uh, seamless to where I'm not really thinking about it, like Breath of the Wild, or in service to the main quest, like Breath of the Wild again. It's <laughs> better. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we're pretty much done. Andy, is there any projects you're going to be doing? I. What about the police nuts? Yep, yeah, I'm definitely definitely doing that. Uh, I was just trying to figure out what day I wanted, to do, but I'm looking at. This. I think Fridays are good. Um, I think either prime time, which is like eight o'clock, or during the afternoon. You could possibly catch some people who want to watch it. I'm probably gonna do like a soft. They probably won't play police knots, but I'm probably gonna do some streaming. Well, today, but so I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. I stream. Find me. Twitch. TV slash the cliche mustache. Yep. Yeah. Um. I'm for October. Pretty much. Till Resident Evil 2 Remake come out, I'm going to be streaming Resident Evil 0 all the way to 7. So, you start yet? Are you on 0? Uh, I'm going to start 1 and then I'm going to go to 0. <laughs> oh, hmm. okay. Yeah, because everybody remembers 1 and then going back after playing 1 because Rebecca Chambers is in there and then it's kind of going to be like a flashback scene. It's like, oh, Resident Evil Zero. This is what happened before Resident Evil 1. Which version of 1? Um, I think I'm going to play the new one. Oh. But I also want to play the old one. So I, I might but, play both. Yeah, <laughs> you can't stream. I mean, you could. You'd have to get like a $200 streaming DS. Mm-hmm. I want to, maybe I'll have like the old and the new play at the same time. <laughs> have like a... Hook them up to the same controller. <laughs> yeah. Picture in picture. Uh, and also, with this show and Big Trouble Little Podcast, you're going to be seeing like new features pop in. Like obviously the question of the week. Uh, I threw that in there. There's there's another possible, and I'll say this live or or in recording here. There's a segment I want to do where it's called uh, Quest Log, pretty much. And I spin a wheel of certain things that are going to be on there. Like, I've written down uh, certain quests that we would have to do. So I would spin a wheel for me. I would spin a wheel for you, Andy. And it would be like, beat a backlog game. Like, one of your backlog games... uh, you beat it doesn't mean you have to beat it within until the next episode you know how like when you do a quest it it adds to the quest log and when you beat that oh so it's like you'll have a bunch of threads that's a good idea yeah and we'll both have like xp that we'll earn when we beat these uh quests that's a good idea that's actually that's really clever Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I also put like two more. This is still in the brainstorming phase that I have on my note- notebook here. But I did host showdown. So we would take like a multiplayer game that we obviously both have like Splatoon or um, whatever game that we could verse each other in. And the winner of that gets XP. <laughs> oh. And 
and I know you're big into like history and stuff and like information of games, Andy. Uh, there's a research one too. So like for example, uh, at any time you could put it within a story and be like, "Hey, I researched uh, uh, Mario parties, like the history of it. Like this is why it was created and all that stuff." You don't. So have you have to give like an oral report. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to like, the class. Yeah. Like a like 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 a little you know, re report paper, but not not too big though. I got you. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the things I think I'll be implementing maybe next episode. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, that's it for now. Um, I'm probably gonna be streaming some WWE 2K19 and mess around with the creations like i just created my character joe king <laughs> he's he's like hunter hearst helmsley uh but um he's a douchebag and his name is joe oh, king <laughs> yep on that note everybody that's been an episode of uh, escape from side quest episode eight yep episode eight yeah. <laughs> And uh, make sure to catch us on btilp.podbean.com and uh, soon YouTube. Like, again, we're revamping everything, so just keep an eye out on that. On that note, everybody, you have a good day. Thanks for listening.